Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Weber, and I'm joined by... Andy Germuga. Number one, the heart stand, Colin Ashley. Emilio Diaz. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's still Denis month. Week two. Two weeks in. Yep. No end in sight. Uh, yeah. Be crazy uh, if it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and yeah, today we're going to be uh, talking about U.S. Go Home, uh, Lynn True, and Let the Sun Shine In. Uh, and to talk about those movies, we are joined by writers Meg Shields and Anna Swanson. Hello. Howdy. Welcome back. Always a pleasure to be back. Yeah, thank you for having us again. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, we're we're excited to have you guys. Uh, we're excited to talk about these movies. But before we get into that, tell us a little about your Denis background okay, for I'm gonna go, uh, Denis Month. Um, yeah, I want to go first because mine's real quick. Anna, yeah. Anna, Anna <laughs> threw me in the Denis pool and continues to do so. And that's part of it. Yeah. Like there's a there's a big swimming pool with Claire Denis' face on it, and it keeps tucking me in there, and that's partly why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. What temperature is that water? <laughs> Ice cold, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah, it's either that or boiling hot, right? There's no yeah. there's no in between. Yeah, but I think Anna eased me in slow. Like I think we started off with um, uh, Beau Travail, and then and then we went into uh, Trouble Every Day, and from there, filling in all the gaps. That's yeah. not true. Was High Life the first one, Anna? Did we do both of I before High Life? I can't remember. I, I can't remember last week. Why so don't I'm you not. remember my life, Anna? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, High Life might have been before Bo. If the first time you saw Bo Travai was when we saw it together. That's correct. Yeah, that was also the first time I had seen it. So we did uh, High Life before Bo Travai. Wow. Embarrassing for both of us. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, my experience with Denis, a bit farther back, so I kind of got into her, I think, via New French Extremity, Um, so I don't remember if uh, Bastards or um, Trouble Every Day was my first, but those two would have been, I imagine, in very quick succession. Um, And then, I don't remember exactly the order of how I kind of dived into everything, but I kind of just watched quite a bit and then uh fortuitously not too long after that maybe like a couple years like i've only been really been in tour for i would say like maybe like four years i don't know i can't tell time um but anyway then uh let sunshine in came out and i'd heard really good things about that so i to see that that was the first one i saw like in theaters like a new movie um and then high life came out and that was i feel probably her biggest movie to date so um that was good and then kind of just like filled in a few gaps and then i ended up writing two years ago my master's thesis on uh four of her films um some of which we'll talk about today um so yeah kind of just dove in i mean i think what's great is like she's so endlessly interesting and discussable if that makes sense like you can just kind of keep talking about her films forever um and i think they're so rich and i think that from like a sort of film studies standpoint um if you want to take the like film philosophy approach to analyzing stuff it is just you you just keep digging there's no bottom to that where you can just get so deep into it so um very useful from a like scholarly perspective 
Um, and also just like a really great filmmaker. She's wonderful. Yeah. I like saw yeah. a screening of Chocolat a couple of years ago <sighs> that she introduced and it was just like in the presence of greatness. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, she's she's great. Anna Swanson, uh, Claire Denis, she's great. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we, you, all the uh, you got to be great to get a month. I gotta say. I guess that's true. Yeah, no one got a month yet. Um. <laughs> um. All right, so I guess we're we're getting into the movies. So I guess first up is U.S. Go Home, nineteen ninety four. Great. Year. Um. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so this was, Why was it a great year because Anna I and I born. were born. <laughs> hey, let's go. <laughs> great, love. Yeah, awesome. uh, <laughs> not, 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 it's fine. Um, so tired. <laughs> um, so this one originally aired on television, right? Or was yeah. like made for yeah. television. Uh-huh. Uh, I, who knows more about this background? Because I only know like sure. very so little about it. It was it was made for an anthology series that's called like the Young People of France or something uh, <laughs> around that time. Uh, didn't we talk about uh, the, Cold Water? Uh, yeah, the Asayas yeah. film that mm-hmm. we talked about last year. Uh, right. Also, one of those. The what we saw was, I think, an expanded version that also had different music which music is the reason why right. us go home is not especially available uh officially yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. it's uh, just I like think, on youtube i think <laughs> like yeah, yeah I think, that's i mean it's like there's no like high quality like copy of it right. out there right now right um, mm-hmm. they're probably I mean, like it, if it was made for television there probably is yeah. not a high quality copy period so uh, I saw this, uh, there was a Denis retrospective here a few years back, and mm-hmm. I did see it in theaters, and it was like a really beautiful copy. It really kind of like oh. opened it up to me in a way that I hadn't okay. seen it before, but I'm sure it is impossible to get like yeah. legally at home. Oh, with you know? all the music? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um, without going on too much of a detour, I did Google US Go Home, and it just pulled up a map to my house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I just wanted to get that out as quick as we could. Um, Great. Oh no. Um, yeah. When we were at before, we we're talking about Megan Anna saying how much like they just learned different languages, and I literally googled "U.S. Go Home." <laughs> like I'm a caveman. Um, but yes, the movie. Let's talk the movie. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I yeah. this is like the second I watched it last year, and this was the second time I watched it. Um, mm-hmm. And it like talking about how deep you can go on Denis it's like with that and especially with Let the Sunshine in I was like these are just like whole new movies to me like they're Mm -hmm. so good every time and like Mm -hmm. when we talked about Cold Water like it was a movie that I did like a lot and uh U.S. Go Home just like kicks the pants off of it it's so much better (laughs) and like in terms of like a coming of age movie with like a great soundtrack (laughs) and it's like Mm -hmm. just you know folds it like laundry yeah no, it's insane to me that it's like a TV movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like French Hallmark Channel, and <laughs> it's <laughs> this is what we get. Yeah, I mean, I think I maybe even mentioned last week that this uh, this was where the uh, kind of breakthrough with Denis came for me. I think I'd seen 
the Trevi on that terrible copy that used to be floating yeah. around, and then I saw Let the Sun Shine In and Feeders and both of those, I was just like, ah, I don't really get it. And then I saw this uh, pretty close to TIFF 2018, because I was just like, oh, High Life is coming out, I'm excited for that, let's see if I can finally uh, figure out what's up with Claire Denis, and it worked. Yeah, I think it's a great entry point, just both for its brevity i mean it's like an hour long um right. and i think it's not it's not sort of i think challenging in the way that some of her films are but right. like mm-hmm. some of them in terms of like the violence that is off-putting to some people mm-hmm. or so i've heard um <laughs> and in terms of the sort of like impenetrability which i think is a big mm-hmm. thing in uh long sure. which we'll get into um but yeah mm-hmm. i think it's it's a very it's as easy a way in as i think there could be um and I think part of that is is the music. I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I, I don't mm-hmm. like that it's impossible to find because of the rights to it, I also, I wouldn't want someone to watch a version of this movie without that music. Like, if right. they changed it to make it easier to license, like, that would kind of ruin the film. Um, yeah. And I think it's just, like, it's it's just a vibes movie to me. For sure. So so I what I'm about to say I really do mean as a compliment. Yeah. Like, I I found this film more tense and like mm-hmm. I kept waiting for like something horrifying to happen. Mm-hmm. I found that experience stronger than watching Trouble Every Day. Mm-hmm. Like wow. like like truly US Go Home felt like a horror film to me and I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just cuz I was just like I don't want anything but, like I kept anticipating yeah. that something right. was horrible and like and maybe this is because I've seen too much French extremity <laughs> sure. where I was just like mm-hmm. something terrible is going to happen to this poor girl yeah. like I kept I kept thinking that there was a menace around every corner and, and like of course it doesn't happen but like I actually found U.S. Go Home to like low-key be a horror movie <laughs> like, like and I think for all any of us who've like had that party experience where you're just like so desperate to like fit in and like nothing is working and you like feel like an alien <laughs> like <laughs> I think for all of us it was a horror movie yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, speak, it is definitely like extremely straightforward of like, this is what the, the story is. And yeah, I do think like, it really does have that like, you're, it's so rooted in that like youth experience that, of that does feel, that does feel like going to a party is dangerous or, or whatever, like that, like, that trying to, uh, to, 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 you know, trying, trying to strike out and like, form an adult identity is like, is has like that, like, that unknowability of like what could happen to me like i don't know like i'm i'm gonna put on these nice clothes and 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 go out and like and hopefully hopefully it'll 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 i'll 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 find something that 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 makes me happy but then you know does that happen probably not your first try (laughs) it also must be said that just like and again all due respect to the nation of france but like every french teenager is terrifying to me like they're (laughs) they're so cool like i've I've, like uh humble brag i've I've lived in france before and just like i they're so scary like all teenagers in france terrify me because they have they know something they've got their lives together (laughs) they at least appear to which is kind of the entire uh you know growing pains of this film as a young woman uh very much wanting to as quickly as possible feel like an adult um which is kind of the power of the french teens where you're just like they you're so sophisticated but you're a child like (laughs) i don't understand anyway 
Yeah, I, I think it, it. there's a really good sort of, um, there's a really good thing Denis does with, I think, we kind of see her, like, assurity in what she's doing and also kind of know, like, oh, no, sweetie, don't be doing this. But it's not, I think, a kind of, like, it's not like a naivete that we, like, pity where it's just like, oh, she's, like, so young and dumb. It's 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 this kind of protectiveness, but also, I think, a little bit of admiration for sort of her own um like instinct and navigating certain spaces and I don't know I think it's really interesting how it does it that I think like I don't know if that could exist in an American context that's a really good point like I I do think just to uh, jump off what you said to qualify what I said earlier about it being scary like I think it's scary because you're worried for her because you're like you're a small Mm -hmm. child in the big world but it's also like you're scared because she's a French teen and she feels like she can do anything and 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 Denis like gives her the agency and the confidence to to do things that here in North America we might not do as teens mm-hmm. or put herself in situations that we might not do. Yeah. So and I think because of that she's able to make a pretty terrifying coming of age film that is like completely bloodless <laughs> and and yeah. able to be shown on television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a thing that's like Emilio talked about it last week when we talked about Friday night of just like waiting for the other shoe to drop of like it's like too cool everything's like too chilled out and it's like a similar movie to U.S. Go Home uh, Lover's Rock the Steve McQueen is like sure that definitely leans into more of like the intensity and like more of like it sort of you know, like the the on edgeness of being at like a party like that uh, where like it's showing like outside of it and like what is going wrong in, in a way yeah, but in terms of plot, like, it's so accessible. Like, literally yeah. the mm-hmm. entire plot of the film is two very cool teens want to go to a party. The mom wants the brother to go, and then they go. Right. Yeah. They're, like, and outside of Vincent Paris. Gallo. Yeah, right. Yeah, Vincent Gallo shows up. <laughs> keeps on talking about Coca-Cola. Right. That's, yeah. like, that's, yeah, that's the real horror moment is when Vincent Gallo shows up. <laughs> um, and then he's playing a character. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's not himself. <laughs> yes. But just like his presence alone is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the so. thing. I feel like I feel like unfortunately, or not unfortunately, but because we're we're retroactively going back to U.S. Go Home, we're coming with a lot of preconceptions about Vincent Gallo. Yeah, yeah. But, sure. also, but also like Denis holding back and like knowing what happens when she releases tension. Like I, I mm-hmm. like I feel like maybe if U.S. Go Home, if I was in France and caught this on TV, I might not be as edge of my seat as I was when yeah. I watched this here in the he, he's got sort of a creepy face just naturally like even like the voice yeah. of who Vincent Gallo is like at one point I think the Gregoire Collins character said he looks like a pervert and I'm like yeah he does That's yeah. <laughs> something yeah. that I also that I also realized I think sort of thinking about the things that Denis tends to go back to is that like Vincent Gallo has a bit of a Robert Pattinson thing going on and like I love that she kind of has this type of just like kind of weird hot dudes where like you know like I I, they're a little bit different I think in terms of like their vibes but I I think there's like some similarities Mm -hmm. there and I kind of I like seeing that she like gravitates towards these people just gargoyle men she's like yeah my leading man (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. Gala was originally like the lead of high life before like things get shifted around which is such a crazy idea well so I know that I think at one point like I don't know, like 10 years ago, um, 
when she was like coming up with the idea for highlight philip seymour hoffman right was right that's right that's one of so the crazy. yeah God. which would have been mm-hmm. wild yeah jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i just i would have loved to see him work with her just in any capacity yeah, I mean, you know mm-hmm. absolutely uh there's like um i think it's from the interview on uh or it's on the film stage with um claire denis where she talks about us go home and says uh autobiographical memories yeah sure except i didn't meet vincent gallo when i was 14 sadly <laughs> and it's like such a clear to me like button on that i'm like man what my life would have been if i knew him when i was a teenager oh, that's great. <laughs> um and yeah speaking of uh gregoire Collant, the moment that like i don't know how i forgot it in like in between viewings when he's like just smoking and dancing to the animals like in the middle of the movie it's like mm-hmm. such a killer like digression and it's like anytime she just has like music and people dancing it's the best thing ever it's oh, so, so good damn and i good. love that she just holds on it like yeah, it's not yeah. like a like yeah. you know 10 second scene she keeps it there oh it's so yeah. good it's so cool yeah yeah i mean it's like she has that very good technique that i think she uses both in this and in let the sunshine in was just like letting them spin and like every time you see their face like a new thing like you see another emotion in their face and just like that continual just like them turning and turning and you see how he feels about her and he feels about her and the situation and i always love to see it yeah at the scene where like they're at the party and dancing yeah that's like uh, that's also just like talking about how killer the soundtrack is as it just like keeps going from song to song it's like oh my gosh yeah I mean, I'd love to see the version that's just like license-free elevator jazz music <laughs> yeah, over yeah, the yeah. entire mu- All movie. the music versions of the animals. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the scene, uh, it's just like a great little moment where they're like getting ready for the party and just like looking yeah. in each other's eyes and they're like talking along with like uh, whatever the song is about, like Buddy Holly. And then they just like mm-hmm. are, start dancing and it's just such a good moment there's like all these just little things that i had like forgot yeah. about in between and it's just so so good yeah, yeah. The, the them getting ready sequence i think is like yeah is probably my favorite sequence in the movie just like because it is like you do see them really before that moment as like teenage like their children like th- mm-hmm. up until that moment and like you can see how much they are trying to age themselves up uh as they get ready in that sequence and like they're gonna be like i'm gonna do this and this 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 to my hair and this the them yeah trying so hard to to you know put on the makeup to look adult and asking about like her her mom's coat that if she can borrow it the red uh like leather coat that she ends up wearing I, I, yeah all that stuff is i i think it's like it's so revealing of those characters and like what they want and what they like what they hope for and then it so perfectly sets you up for like the reality of that party where they're like, this is kind of lame and all these people seem weird and gross. Yeah. <laughs> the mom is so funny when she's just like screaming at the daughter, like your brother has to go with you. It's so funny. Yeah. No, yeah, for real. It's a, uh, I appreciate, yeah, it's like what, uh, to just encapsulate what all of y'all are saying. It's like, it's like refreshing to see a movie that, shows the risk of being a teen and how attractive that is to like some people just like well we could do anything and like i want to be an adult and i want to do these adult things and i want to do things that might not be legal or whatever but it's fun because we're just pushing boundaries and just how like their capacity to just want to fuck with people is what i find (laughs) 
the most entertaining of just them like fucking with their brother and then just fucking yeah. with the people around them is uh very, like the, <laughs> the guy the in guy the, co- the, right the, the yeah. yeah 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 so funny <laughs> very funny I do think the most shocking, like, I gasped out loud was when uh, she's, like, kind of wandering around the house because she's, like, not really vibing with anything. And she's, like, desperate for coffee. And she finds the, um, oh, what's it called? The percolator. Uh, right. And just, like, drinks out of the spout of the percolator. Like, it's obviously very cold, but it was just, like, <laughs> such a shocking, like, I never thought to do that. <laughs> like, just the the visceral idea of putting your lips on like the spout of a percolator and drinking out of it like at a party like a mystery percolator is just like, mm-hmm. insane. That's what the French yeah. teens are up to. Yeah. I guess this is why they've they're so powerful. They need to be stopped. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a vi- that's really a vibe I relate to. The vibe of nobody will talk to me, so I'm just gonna check yeah. the fridge. So <laughs> sure, yeah. Where are the snacks? I can handle that situation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she also right. like has like the instant coffee, and she has like a mound of it. And the mom's like, "You took too much." She's like, "No, no, this is good. This is what I want." It's like a very like, <laughs> kid thing of like, I love coffee. It's like drinking it through gritted teeth. <laughs> Do we want to jump ahead ten years? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Boy, so. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh. The Intruder, Lin True, uh, premiered, I think this was in competition at Venice, uh, which we talked about how, like, we did our three previous movies last week and talked about how those were out of competition at Venice Can and then back at Venice, uh, and then I think the next movie's out of competition at Venice too, uh, but this is one of her rare, uh, in competition at a major festival movies not that it won anything <laughs> not that it would yeah right the jury president was john borman at that event. wow oh sure spike lee was on the jury Scar- oh, scarlett oh, johansson okay. huh. uh helen mirren yeah all right wow um, i did not know that uh well, those people saw it uh the golden line okay. went to vera drake mike lee's vera okay, drake okay. that's interesting oh, okay. <laughs> Famously, I think a movie that was uh, turned down by Cannes and everyone oh, everyone went out. Oh, it must be bad, and then got into <laughs> Venice and won. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you got Howl's Moving Castle at that Venice. Okay. Yeah. You got whatever Vanity Fair. <laughs> I'm just looking at Wikipedia. Yeah, this is, yeah. this is what this uh, sure. this is what this podcast is sometimes. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about. Um, this movie, uh, what a what a crazy movie this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, in a lot of ways, I think it's probably her most impenetrable. Um, <laughs> like in the question of sort of where to start with Denis, I would yeah. not recommend starting with this one. No. I also I think it's her longest. I um, think that's right. Yeah, it's like still only like two hours, but still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. She doesn't work with like super long films, which is nice. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, they're, I think they're as long as they need to be. But yeah, this is definitely, I think, right. her longest. Um, maybe like two twenty. I want to say. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot. Like it's something that I've I've seen. I don't know four or five times. I don't know what it's about. Yeah. Um, I have yeah. an idea. I have a, a few notions. But I, I think it's kind of one of those films that you just kind of need to be able to say like, there are certain things here that I'm just not 
going to quite have a firm handle on. And I think by design, like I think it's sort of you're meant to kind of see things and not know mm-hmm. if it's is it a flashback? Is it speculation? Yeah. Is it someone imagining something? Yeah. Is you know, is this happening now? Is it happening in the past? Like all these kind of things. Um <laughs> I, I think that one thing that did kind of help open up some of the ideas was reading um John Luke Nancy's essay yes. that like the film is based on. Um mm-hmm. and which is like one of the most beautiful like essays I've ever read, just like his own relationship to a heart transplant and mm-hmm. thinking about that. And I, I found it so endlessly fascinating. I've read that a couple times and um, it's, it's, it's like a, a thorny text to work through, but I think anyone mm-hmm. who kind of like wants to have, I think a more well-rounded perspective on Long True, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend reading the essay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nancy is also just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And him and Denis have a, like a, pretty good working relationship he has a great essay in response to uh um trouble every day and he's just brilliant um but uh yeah it's it's a lot to kind of work through but i think in some ways uh it might be one of her richest films just in terms of like i could write about this movie and never hit an end point you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I, I also read the Nancy essay oh, about 45 minutes ago. Yeah, there's definitely point. Yeah, I mean, I read it pretty quickly, so got a yeah. pretty surface level read of it. But there's definitely points where you can see like, oh, that must be where that comes from. Or even like there's the little tangent he goes on about the purpose of religion. And you're like, oh, I guess. Maybe that's where that like the ska cameo comes from. Yeah. Uh, or then more explicitly, he talks about being uh, in like a quarantined room for three weeks after having chemo, and you can kind of see that yeah. uh, towards the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. It definitely. Just... Yeah, it kind of provided a little more context without necessarily clearly illuminating anything which you wouldn't expect this movie to necessarily get clearly illuminated or solved yeah yeah and i think it kind of like takes almost the sort of like it's almost kind of a cliche philosophical question you know what are we are we real what Mm -hmm. makes us us and i think it kind of boils that down to this such specific experience um Mm -hmm. and then i think I mean, I think it's kind of a great adaptation in the sense of, like, I know Meg and I have talked about, like, you know, with historical films or adaptations, like, capturing an emotional truth. And I think it does that because the essay, it's not, it's, it's you know, a, a straightforward, like, this is my experience. This is, like, a philosophical analysis of that experience. But it's also a horror story of those feelings of, you know not knowing who you are that dislocation from the self and stuff and i think that kind of teasing out some of those more horrific things um in the movie was just a brilliant way to kind of take this and turn it into something that can sustain a two-hour runtime um yeah no i I love it i love this movie yeah it's funny how many of uh denny's films irrespective of being genre films or not feel horrifying yeah yeah. Like, like we'll get to it, but there's even moments in Let the Sunshine In where, like, you're uncomfortable in a physical way in the same way that you're physically uncomfortable during certain genre films. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's just because she's a very good people watcher and understands yeah. that, like, mm-hmm. there is 
the latent possibility of horror in most social interactions <laughs> and just like yeah. being a person <laughs> yeah 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 even like yeah. uh towards mathilda the like documentary about uh the dancer there's just like the the way she like captures the bodies it almost looks like body horror especially they get these like weird like rubber tables that they're like going in and out of and it's just like wild looking um but yeah this mm-hmm. one is like I just finished watching it like a couple hours ago um, for the first time and uh, uh, calling it like impenetrable uh, is a great call because I was like <laughs> am I like missing something like there's <laughs> just so much going on and like the uh, um, I, I just I was like wait a minute like when they're they, at the end they're like talking about uh, like uh, they're auditioning a son for him, right? And I was like, yeah. "What did I miss? Like, what <laughs> wasn't his son Gregoire Colon?" And it's like, just the way it sort of is elliptical is like really like fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, I think like Michelle Subor is just a really great face for Claire Denis to have. Like mm-hmm. in uh, Beau it's like so much power in him just like glancing over, and here there's just so much more of him. Um, and like the scene where it's like a very like hacky thing to be like have uh, a reaction to like dog stuff, but when he leaves the dogs, mm-hmm. it's so sad as he's just like looking in his rearview mirror and then just like piling through, and the dogs are just like chasing after him. And then as soon as like you like get out of the forest and there's like no more shadows, the dogs just don't come, and it's just like a gut punch. I feel um, like you can like tie a line between this and high life in terms of yeah. Denise dogs. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. God, the um, but yeah, it's like I was watching it and uh, I had like a really positive reaction to Friday Night, and Jesse was kind of hyping this up to me as like you'll love this a lot. And as it starts, I was like, oh, this is like really chill because <laughs> it's just like Gregor Talon and like his kids and his wife. And then, you know, Michelle Subor's, like, hanging out in the woods. And I was like, oh, wait, it is called The Intruder. And he, like, slits a guy's throat. And I was like, this movie yeah. is not chill. This is very intense. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just, like, the way that he, like, just goes, like, across the globe. Like, it does feel like such a big movie for Denis. Mm-hmm. Where, like, usually everything's so intimate. And the intimacy is here, obviously. But, like, it's, like, a globe-trotting thing. He's, like, a hitman, maybe. <laughs> and, like, the way that it just, like, he burns his passports like just so every like so much going on i was like i couldn't really keep track of it but it was like a great mm-hmm. you know not a great vibes movie but a great movie to vibe with in a way where it's just like you kind of just have to sit with the rhythm of it rather than like focus on the plot which is like the case for a lot of her movies yeah now going off what you're saying about the sort of like globe trotting one thing that i just i love about this movie is um how it kind of works in these ideas on time and like the passage of time and like something that I love um kind of this realization unlocked the movie for me in a lot of ways but um we don't really get a timeline for the film like in terms of mm-hmm. how like is it is it years is it months and I think in a lot of ways what we get to sort of help us like situate ourselves is seeing his Michelle Sabor's like physical transformation and seeing you know yeah. he gets the heart transplant and the way that we kind of see the scars and how they like Mm -hmm. we see the scars fade so we know okay it's been some time since this um and i think that that is complemented really well by when he goes to i think it's tahiti um 
and the the like flashback footage yes. there that was taken mm-hmm. from a movie that Michelle Sabor filmed in Tahiti in like the 60s I think um, I forget what it's mm-hmm. called but um it was like another movie that I think Denis just like got her hands on the footage and said I'm gonna mm-hmm. put this into the movie and splice it in and that will serve as the flashback footage um yeah but I love that that stuff the flashbacks it's on it was shot on uh 16 and the rest of the film is 35 so even just looking at the flashbacks there's Mm -hmm. a difference in the film grain and the texture of it and i love the way that like you know i i almost think of it as like there's in his scars healing it's like the grain and the texture of the skin marking time and then the grain and the texture of the film marking time as well and i just i love how those two sort of like tie in together it's like uh, mm-hmm. the Limey, where they use like the old footage of some Kim, Ken Loach movie, um, of right. Terrence Stamp, and it's like just using it as like if you have the footage, like why not use it like that? It's yeah. such a right. cool trick. Yes, uh, I looked it up. It's uh, the movie is called Le Reflux from 1965, which is yeah. a Robert Louis Stevenson adaptation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The um, I mean, and yeah, I'm mean, talking about like the way it looks. Like good arts photography is insane when oh. they are in Korea and they like pull the streamers I like it's just like jaw droppingly yeah. gorgeous mm-hmm. yeah in addition to like the 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 time all the different like settings and environments that are there like it starts off and it's like pretty like there's there's some woodsy stuff there's some green stuff there's some snow stuff and then like by the end it's like very blue and like in Tahiti and like tr- tropical like all that like range of like it's it does feel so big and expansive in that way of like we're gonna like check out all the settings that we can like we're gonna like v- visit all the environments that we that we can in, in in this. What I was gonna say was just that I think kind of going along with the, I think kind of the combination of the the scope of the film as well as the uh, the sort of impenetrability I think makes it kind of feel with maybe the exception of Vai, kind of like her most impressive film. Just like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it just feels kind of amazing that it exists uh, in the world. Yeah, I was going to I was watching it and just could not get a handle on it or a read on it. So eventually mm-hmm. I just made the decision that I had to find some man on it. So I just made the decision that it was like, Oh, so this is like a James Bond movie, but all the parts where he's just sad in some place and not the part <laughs> yeah. where he does anything cool. And it's just like, okay, this is what this movie is for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and like, I think it's just by like virtue of it being, you know, one of her like harder to find movies. And um, mm-hmm. like, I, I can't imagine she's like someone who puts that much thought into this specific aspect. But if you do like look at the Wikipedia, like the cast names are so funny where it's like mm-hmm. one of the characters is just queen of the Northern hemisphere. And it's like, I think that's the lady who, who like had the dog farm. <laughs> um, and then like one character is just like the wild woman. And it's just yeah. like one of the digressions where a lady just goes and like finds the old shack and takes a bath with like Michelle Subor's old like dogs that are still hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it is, it feels like an epic movie. Uh, and like, like a, it does feel like a James Bond movie and like, the Claire Denis mm-hmm. way. It is so uh, just fascinating. Yeah, no, Denis not going to give you things like character names. Yeah, She's exactly. not here to hold your yeah. hand. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Who would ever want such a thing in a movie <laughs> to know who you're, what character you're watching? 
Yeah. yeah. Who is this? Where are we? Doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are these yeah. people's relationship to each other? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, it is a movie that hopefully is in the process of uh, becoming more available uh, through the Metrograph restoration, which they have put online a couple of times, and uh, I have asked if there are plans for a wider release, so perhaps by the time this episode is out, we'll be able to update with a little information about that. Uh, but it definitely... This is one that, certainly unlike U.S. Go Home, there is a high-definition version that, like, is ready to, like, could presumably be put on a Uh, Blu-ray. I will uh, say, also, I found the score very stressful for some reason. It's just, like... I I really love the score. This Mm -hmm. is maybe my favorite of... I guess I've not seen all of them, but maybe my favorite of the Kinderstick scores. Wow. Wow. The Bastards one is nuts. <laughs> Bastards is one I haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, that one's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Bastards is great. Feel good uh, yeah, movie yeah. of the year. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's like... we. I, I mean, I said it at the beginning. The heart stuff is so wild in this. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like... Mm-hmm. I mean, it is all like about... I, I, I did not read the essay, so I didn't know like that it was just about like uh, someone's experience with heart transplant which like it makes so much sense and like just looking mm-hmm. at the movie with how much stuff there is with hearts <laughs> is like mm-hmm. such a crazy thing the uh the moment that is like th- th- this is like the way the movie works and like it happens to like i think it's happened before with the claire's and movie with me and i wouldn't be able to like pull the example but when i was watching it i was like like maybe like 20 minutes left in the movie and i was like what was that beginning <laughs> like i forgot about the beginning where it's just like the scene of the woman like talking and then like the movie starts and then also like the title drop is so cool (laughs) where it's just Mm -hmm. the cigarette like ember showing like the title a little bit by Mm -hmm. like inch by inch it's such a cool move yeah it's definitely i think uh i think in some ways like i wouldn't you know say someone should start with this movie but i think it's kind of it's a valuable exercise and i think kind of almost like submitting yourself to a Claire yeah. Denis film and just saying, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to understand all of this, and that's okay. Yeah. Because I think it forces you to that point. Whereas, like, U.S. Mm-hmm. Go Home, I think you can kind of watch and, like, say, okay, I- I'm getting this. I'm kind of, I'm tracking right. what's happening. Um, there are, like, archetypes I, here that I can connect yes, to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, I think the thing with her films is all of them I found just keep getting better on repeat viewings because there's so mm-hmm. much to glean from all of them. Even, yeah. like, you know, the ones that I'm not as crazy about or, like, I, I think they're all great, but they're varying levels of great. And even mm-hmm. ones that kind of don't work mm-hmm. for me the first time, um, mm-hmm. I'm always open to a second viewing because mm-hmm. I, I feel like they're going to open up to me more, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, that certainly feels like it'll be the case with this one. Uh, it In terms of, like, where it kind of falls in her work it kind of feels like a sort of capping of this era of like all this abstraction certainly in Beau but I think in Trouble Every Day and uh, uh, Friday Night too. and then she kind of we'll talk about moves into slightly more plot there are slightly clearer <laughs> plots in most of the well some of the stuff that she it's just such a anyway. funny sentence to be like and then she decided plot could happen <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 
Well, Maybe there's something here one. to this concept. Yeah. <laughs> what's interesting about this one is that I think if you were to sort of like, you know, on paper, this one actually does have quite a bit of plot to it in yeah. terms of like what happens to the characters right. and where they the, go and there's stuff. There's a lot of but incident. It's also, yes, that, that's a good way to put it. Um, but I also, I also feel like she tends to kind of, uh, in some ways, like almost alternate, alternate her films where like yeah. one will be a little bit more um, straightforward and like easy to access, like Friday night. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's a bit you can kind of get into that and then there's this which is just like impenetrable and then you get into something that's a little bit more and i think it kind of um it's like a, a you know one in one type of thing um mm-hmm. but yeah i like that she kind of you know she'll change it up and stuff yeah speaking yeah. of yeah changing stuff up yeah. <laughs> right yeah. i mean right. yeah there we go yeah i mean yeah <laughs> moving into talk about let the sunshine in which is her second most recent movie 2017 yeah. mm-hmm. um which uh it is like this is was my first Denis. i i did see it in theaters in that initial like when it played art houses or whatever like Mm -hmm. it played at my local art house and i was like oh this and and it was in the lead up to me going to tiff for the first time and so i was like oh and that highlight was a big, big exciting premiere so i was like oh i should go see this so that i have some experience with her and coming back to it for the first time in prep for this, I was like, wow, it's like, it's amazing how much of a regular movie this is compared to like all the other stuff of hers that I've seen. Like, <laughs> like so much of it is just like told through dialogue, which is like not true for any of the other movies that I've seen. Granted, I am the most underseen on like the stuff that we haven't talked about yet. But uh, it's like, yeah, like it's like this, like it is something that like, it totally makes sense that like this like, played at my art house and like mm-hmm. that like it was like it probably did pretty well with like the 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 senior population or whatever that goes <laughs> to see those movies senior, right like the yeah. senior population that i saw it with was not a fan really <laughs> no that's interesting um yeah but yeah returning i i really like found a really renewed appreciation for this movie having seen a bunch of her other work whereas the first time i saw it it was a little more like yeah this seems like a pretty standard like foreign indie movie whatever like that like art movie that like is is about people and their relationships and i liked it but like i didn't like i didn't quite see it as 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 part of her broader work in the same way Mm -hmm. i i should say that the theater at which i saw let the sunshine in nothing that is remotely challenging has ever gotten a positive reaction uh i remember people just truly hating the souvenir uh, oh that's, that's wow <laughs> yeah wow uh, yeah although i guess yeah. we we didn't do any uh setup for this movie which like where it played and like oh, and sure. all that stuff i mean this was in uh director's fortnight at can uh i think we mentioned last week it was one of those years where like the french movies that were in competition were like like i think half of them were like okay and th- th- there were like several that were like really poorly received and then there's like a bunch of stuff in director's fortnight uh that people really liked including this uh but yeah it's an uh, it's another weird adaptation it's an adaptation of a a roland barth text that is it called a lover's discourse i think i think so yeah yes uh that yeah it's just like uh a bunch of sort of fragments of like different uh 
Glover's thoughts, and you can kind of see that in the movie, where, like, sometimes it does just feel like she's just, like, these characters are sort of just, like, points of views. Uh, like, they definitely, there's times where they really feel like characters, and there's times where, and this is what makes the film feel sort of challenging to me, even though I liked it a lot more seeing it a second time. A lot of the time it does feel like they're just talking in very strange, blunt ways. Uh, like, uh... I think that's just they... how French people talk. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, just having that, like, like thinking about, like, that very long conversation where she's like, I know that what you want is for me to get out of this car. And he's like, no, I don't want you to get out of the car. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It's also just very funny uh like xavier beauvoir especially uh his character when he's asking for the gluten-free olives it's such a weird bit being (laughs) how much a dick he can be to the bartender yeah Yeah, just Uh like keeps escalating that bit over (laughs) i do think the funniest joke in let the sunshine in is that second build actor gerard depardieu doesn't show up until 15 minutes to the end of the film it's very very funny wonderful right. yeah it's great but it's like you spend no, the yeah, right. film yeah, yeah. and like, like also like yeah like i watched <laughs> it on hulu and like the log line is like french legends juliette benoche and gerard depardieu team up for like whatever <laughs> it's like this up. is not what that movie is <laughs> like uh, <laughs> like yeah eventually <laughs> yeah i do love that this is like a claire denis rom-com with both kind of like rom and com in quotation marks yeah. <laughs> But no, I think, um, like Meg was saying earlier, like there are ways in which this film I, I feels like a more harrowing experience sometimes than even like High Life. I, and I think it's kind of, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I love the way that she kind of works with um, Julia Pinoche's character where it's, mm-hmm. I think you're meant to be very frustrated with her as a character, but also mm-hmm. feel very deeply for her. Or at least that's kind of the experience yeah. I had where... Yeah. Um, it's kind of an, an alternating take of like wanting her to just like stop what she's doing, but also like mm-hmm. understanding why she's doing everything she's doing. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of the, I think there's like, it's interesting how she sort of gets very like fed up with everyone around her kind of mm-hmm. um, their like bourgeoisie problems and stuff like that. But then she's also like in the throes of this. And yeah, like her um, bourgeoisie pro- problem is like, I'm looking for love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, she has the luxury of that consuming her life. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but I like that. I I think Denise kind of perspective on it is both an awareness of the fact that this woman's plight is low stakes in the grand scheme of the world. And even in the scheme Mm. of other topics, Claire Denis tends to focus on as a filmmaker. But it also takes it, and I think especially in the last scene, which I think is just beautiful i think it takes it seriously in a way that feels um respectful and also like aware you know i don't know i think it's really good in that way no that's a really good way of putting it like you definitely watch juliette binoche and feel distance from her while denise is still giving you the tools you need to empathize with her in order for the film to work because like it is like i i enjoyed the movie fine but like it is a very slow 90 minutes like it is a 90 minute film that feels like two hours and that's not necessarily a bad thing that's just how it's paced 
Yeah. But for that to be able to work, you really do need to be able to at least be intrigued by Binoche, what Binoche is doing. And I think, I think for the most part, Denis pulls that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will yeah. say that it definitely felt very long to me the first time when I saw it in theaters earlier today, like Gerard Depardieu showed up and I was like, oh, it's almost <laughs> over already? Oh. Really? That's how you measure time. One Gerard yeah. Depardieu is 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. this is the first, like, I had watched Beautrevay and uh, and uh, High Life before this and so I like sort of appreciated more of the, both of those movies more than I liked them. Like when I watched them, and then when I watched this is when it all finally clicked for me. And I guess it is a, it's as simple as just like how like elegant and I guess like this is maybe revealing too much. Just like how how much how relatable the story is of just like this woman being like maybe this is the person who'll fix me and it's like no and then at the end she's yeah. like maybe i should see somebody about this in the movie yeah. ends, and it's like yeah but then goes to like a relationship psychic <laughs> like, yeah. like, right. like for a minute like i was i was uh i was listening uh, like uh, the the final scene is is there's so much happening in that final moment that you're kind of like processing it and i was like oh yeah. she went to a therapist like sure dick produced a therapist like that's great and then you see him like with his divining wand like over a <laughs> photograph and you're like no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen we all make progress in our own ways but uh, <laughs> i mean i i feel like my version of that is just like scrolling through the like astro poets twitter yeah, feed uh, wanting yes. my horoscope to fix my life <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, I, and I love, like, um, just kind of the res- the perspective on, like, relationships there, where it's just, like, you guys were saying, like, she, you know, wants that person to fix her, but um, also just, like, creates problems of herself, because she just, like, self-sabotages all the time, and um, going off of what we were kind of talking about earlier with how Denis works with music, I think the, the scene at the, like, bar or whatever, um, when uh, At Last comes on, it's, I, it's so just, good. it just floors yeah, me. I think one job. of the best uh scenes in denise films yeah when the guy's just like staring at her and <laughs> it's so it's so good oh the, uh, beautiful I this also know, has I yeah okay no i was gonna say it also has um one of my like favorite shots in any of her movies just the like bird's eye perspective of her painting on the canvas yes, where we just sort of see her walking around it oh i love so that cool. mm-hmm. so that's good. like <laughs> That's like rich people art where it's like I'm nailing this to the floor and I'm yeah. gonna paint on it. Um, the the thing I uh, the bit with Atlas it's like such a great needle drop uh, needle drop and such a great callback that I didn't even think I remembered the f- when I watched it the first time. But when she's in the bar with Xavier Beauvoir, uh, it's like a jazzy like Muzak cover of Atlas playing in the background mm. and like knowing that that scene was coming, I was like this is why she's the best. This is why she gets her money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and there's the other great music scene uh, when she's in the cab and the, the cab driver's yes. like, oh, I'll put on some music. And it's like, it's unclear if what you're hearing is the music or just the score changing or them yeah. both kind of mixing together. That's really amazing. But Such a nice moment. Too, that poor cabbie. I felt so yeah. bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She gets in the cab and it's just like, uh, how are you? And he's like, uh, I'm fine. She's like, I'm asking because I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, relatable. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, girl, I'm sure, I'm sure that France subsidizes therapy. Like, just come on. <laughs> yeah, he's 
he's like the the charming laid back French version of the uh, the cab driver from the net. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> I, I just thinking of it now, I kind of realize I think there's like actually kind of an interesting through line in some of her films um, with forms of um, like public transportation or like taxis. Like you have this, you have um, uh, 35 shots of rum um, where uh, you have like, you know, someone who works in public transit and also cab yeah. drivers and stuff like that. I feel like that's I'm just kind of thinking of this now. So I'm working through it as I'm talking. But um, I think that's kind of an interesting thing that I uh, would be curious to know if anyone's kind of teased out mm-hmm. how that works in her films. I mean, yeah, and then Friday night is like right. the whole thing is that there's yeah. the transit strike, so they have to be like mm-hmm. in traffic together. It's yeah. Like, Friday night is like maybe my favorite of hers. It's oh, so I love it. Good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was thinking about this movie because like since I just watched you guys go home for the first time for this podcast, like, like sort of in conversation of just like, well, in U.S. Go Home, it's about these, like, girls who are, like, trying to have this life-defining moment. And it's, like, maybe they're trying too hard, but they're young and they can have it. And, like, they're looking for something to define who they are and to move into this next stage of their life. And just, like, how in that movie, the ending is like, ah, well, they're young. They'll figure it out. And then and, and Let the Sunshine is, like, this is really sad when, like, a 40-year-old person is doing yeah. it. <laughs> Sometimes you never figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you go see Gerard Depardieu and he tells you about your life. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, such a great way, like, the way they introduce him of just, like, being in the background of the scene, like, in the ca- in the car having an argument. And then, like, obviously, it's, like, I, I'm sure been, like, talked to death. But the way the credits drop is so cool. Oh, so <laughs> It's, just, like, Very such cool. a cool stylistic choice. The way his character is introduced is so funny because it's yeah. like he's in shadow mm-hmm. and they shoot him yeah. from behind and you're like, I know that that's directed for you <laughs> yeah. because there's 20 mm-hmm. minutes left in this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he was on the log line. I know he's yeah. showing up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I've been waiting for it. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, yeah, there's like so many great moments in this one, especially. And like, I, I think I'm similar to Amelia where like, uh, I was also seeing High Life at TIFF, so I, like, watched Botrevi in preparation for that, and then, like, when I got back, I think I watched this, and, mm-hmm. uh, like, remember it being good, and, like, I remember having a good time, but then, like, going through, like, a lot of her earlier work and, like, coming back to this one the other day, I was like, this thing is so talky. I forgot, it like, completely about, they, they just, like, never shut up, and I was like, this is so crazy that she did this. Like, it's such a thing of, like, <laughs> you get into rhythms with directors you like and then you find like go back to something that's like whoa 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 like they're talking in this one this is insane <laughs> but yeah i mean it's just like there's the moment where she's talking uh with i think it's uh alex discuss and he's like uh it's like the space like between is like this is like the thing and i'm like whoa this is a great scene. And then it's like the movie's almost over. I'm like, go back to that. That's like the relationship I want to watch. But yeah. I do think that second guy annoyed me the most. I know that the like oh. rich asshole who was bad to waiters was bad, but at least mm-hmm. he was like comically bad. <laughs> but the second guy, that kind of like fuck boy. Uh, the actor. The actor. Yeah, he, is, yeah. He, he gets the, uh, the intruder style only being credited as the actor. That's fine. Ugh. Well, and rightfully so, because that character, like, like his, his thing is, is like, 
being aware of how much of a shitlord he is and like talking about it and like expecting pity for being self-aware and it's just like no and like like Juliet Binoche get out <laughs> it's not yeah. good like at the end when Jar Dipper is like the actor will come back I'm like oh, really like, I don't, I think, like how about how about we take a pass on that guy anyone else have thoughts on what the sun's right in or anything from, that we talked about yeah before. or anything they are i will say that oh just the literal translation of let the sunshine in like the like the french title is like the more accurate version of it is like having an inner radiance which is like the mm. the advice that gerard dupadur gives mm-hmm. her in right the end. yeah like, like they... stop looking for affirmation and partners like you need to sort your own shit out before you yeah. do this stuff yeah. like that's basically the title like i think let the sunshine in gets that in like I, a botched Google Translate kind of way. Yeah, I think, I think that I think I read the, the more literal translation is like um, a beautiful indoor sun or an inner an inner sun or it's, something it's like inner that. Sun. It's, like, yeah, it's, inner it's sun. Yeah, inner sun. Right. Like I it think, translates like a way of reading it as inner radiance. And it, yeah. it, it's, right it's, when when Gerard Depardieu says it to her, I think the way the subtitles translate it is as uh, l- the sun will come from within or the light will come from within yeah. so anyway like I, I i do think let the sunshine in could have been a better title that's my only yeah, <laughs> sure I've, i it think does, i have heard yeah. that from other people who speak it from. certainly did prep me for a hair needle drop to happen at some That'd point so which funny. uh <laughs> did not happen with much to my chagrin um Although I mean that song, I yeah, that song like certainly has like I feel like the right like melancholy tone that. But maybe like is... that English title with yeah. the poster of Juliette Binoche like against yes. like, right. sparkling and she's just like smiling, yeah. Where I'm just like, this truly is Claire's right. rom com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I, I found the the what the logline on Hulu actually says, and it's Juliette Binoche and Gerard Depardieu star in this charming romantic comedy about a woman <laughs> looking for love in all the wrong places. I mean, oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's very funny. <laughs> Parker, I mean, like, French Nancy Myers over here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'll watch one of her other movies. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the title also, like, it went through a lot of... They were all similar, but it went through a lot of English... Uh, um, the English language title went through a lot of iterations. Like, I feel like at one point it was Let the Bright Light shine in or, and like i think there was confusion about whether or not there was a space in sunshine for a long time it's a yeah it is a weird thing i think it kind of speaks to Denis as a filmmaker that you know arguably her most maybe maybe her tamest film i think at that point her most um marketable film in yeah. like the sense of you have a big french star in it who is like yeah. internationally renowned like her most marketable film people didn't really know what to do with it right like they didn't know how to how to title it how to right. you know get people mm-hmm. to go see it what to do with it how yeah. to sort of read it i think um yeah i, I think that's a really interesting right yeah i guess yeah it is like dipping its toe in some of these things and then they just acted like it was completely those things like yeah. that it was yeah. completely right. like a a rom-com about like a wacky woman trying to have <laughs> have it all or whatever like yeah. i mean i for sure want to watch i would love to see happened. a trailer edit yeah I wanna like, a tra- like a trailer edit of an like as an american rom-com of yeah. let the sunshine yes. in would be amazing feel the rain on your skin yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say I, I want to see the like eat pray love sequel to this movie where it's just, like her eating <laughs> eating pasta in Italy, being like, I guess I the sun was always within me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone's like, you know, she's like got like a dusty room, like, hey, let that sunshine in, and she's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, it does. It does sound like her next, the next Denis movie is just another Juliette Binoche romantic, Binoche romantic comedy. Uh, with a love triangle this time with Vincent Lindon and Gregoire Collin, which seems very exciting. Uh, That's very cool. Though I saw some, there's like a, uh, the production studio had a little scissor reel that had like a tiny bit of footage from uh, fire, and it, like it's supposed to be set at a radio station, but all of the footage was, if I remember right, it was all like water footage. Wow, that's so cool. Oh man, I'm so stoked on that. Nice. Mm -hmm. I'll see if I can find it. Uh, um, I did want to ask you, uh, what were the four movies that you had written on? Oh, um, yeah. so it was Trouble Every Day, Lawn True, Let the Sunshine In, and White Material. Ooh, okay, yeah. White Material's like one of the only two I haven't seen yet. Oh. Yes, we've got it coming up next week. Uh, yeah. Uh... Does anyone else have any Claire Denis thoughts for this week? Gonna keep watching her movies. We're halfway through. Yeah. We're we're over the Denis month hump. I guess we got we got yeah. what? <laughs> we got two movies next week and three movies the week after. I think we're doing so. It's like gonna be That's nicely great. nicely mirrored on, uh, or I guess balanced five on each side. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, we did six, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah um, whatever uh but uh but yeah it's it's uh and I, and I do like i liked this week looking at like something earlier than what we've we've already seen and talked about and something later than what we've seen and talked yeah. about like i do like like there is like a little bit of symmetry i think in u.s go home and let the sunshine in in that they are like the most like conventional, like easy to like figure out, like what your get your bearings in. I feel mm-hmm. like movies that we've talked yeah. about so far, yeah. uh, and like that, and that they do have both have like that the rich use of music and the and the and the and the and the, and the sort of the the themes of, of romance and love and, and stuff. Yeah, so I, I, I do think, <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting to 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 think about those two movies in uh, in tandem. Out of curiosity, oh. um, just of what everyone has seen, what's your favorite of her films? Of her films. Botrevi. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. It's like, Botrevi has been, like, the thing I say is, like, Friday Night may be, like, the number one Denis if it didn't have to contend with, like, the number one movie, which is, like, (laughs) unfair. Uh, But I think, like, when I I just watched uh, Chocola for the first time, and that Mm. was, like, I was, like, maybe that's her best, which is, like, insane. But then I saw Friday Night after that and just, like, had the best time. But I think it's Botrevi. I think it's Botrevi. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to say Botrevi, though I'm tempted to say either. I think 35 Shots, as much as I had liked movies before that, 35 Shots of Rum was the first one that I saw where I was like, oh, this is a masterpiece. Uh, and I have that feeling bo- also re-watching Botrevi and yeah. watching Lynn True for the first time, but I, mean, yeah. I-, I would maybe still say 35 Shots of Rum. I'm with you on that. That's my favorite of hers. Mm-hmm. Um, Botrevi is the greatest movie ever made, but 35 Shots of Rum is my favorite. Let the sunshine yeah. in. I like Let the sunshine in. Ah, I love yeah. that. 
Yeah, for me, it's yeah, it's either Bo Trier or Sunshine. I thought that was point, a I command. Think. I didn't yeah, realize yeah. that was your answer. I thought you were just telling us, <laughs> reminding us to let, let the, the sunshine, sunshine in. <laughs> you're our, you're our uh, Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, Emilio. <laughs> hanging in the cut, wow. coming at the end. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's where the comparisons end. Um, we should cool. say next week we're doing uh, high life and white material. Ooh. Yep, that's great. Yeah, will be a fun talk. Uh, Megan Anna, do you have any things you want to plug? We got stuff. To talk. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with anything. All the days blur in together. Um, I don't remember if I have anything to plug. Okay. You can find both Anna and I on Film School Rejects. Yeah. Uh, and Anna is at Anna Swanson on Twitter, and I'm at the worst son on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. I'll Great. say, as someone who also recently watched all four tricks. Oh, oh no! Uh, came so like hold on, wait. We got to talk about this. Uh, wait. So we agree that the fourth one is good, right? I think it's good. It's like it's better the than best. the third. Yes. Yeah, I think that three is like god awful. I lost. Yeah. My See, you know, I, I, I actually am beginning to believe that four might be the best one. Okay. Wow. Well. This is the thing that people say, apparently. <laughs> two, I think, is, like, cut and dry the best. Yeah, um, two's the best. And then Puss in Boots rules. If you haven't seen Puss in Boots, it's pretty good. Um, but I did no. fully lose my mind watching Shrek the Third. But do you have any like, thoughts on the very big goose in the fourth one? I don't remember the goose. There's a large I, the goose. Thing, <laughs> I, the only thing I remember is the do the roar kid. Which is, like, <laughs> invaded my brain in a way that I, like, can't get into right now. But do the roar is, like, maybe the funniest joke in all four Shrek movies. I, I agree. Um, uh, and to tie this conversation yeah, no, it's, in, Andy, it's great. What, uh, can you read your Let the Sunshine In letterbox review? <laughs> Cullen said I wasn't allowed to, but now that I'm being prompted, it, I it's can. It's the only way it makes sense to end this conversation. I mean, yeah. Sure. Uh, weirdly, the way that it all ties together. Yes, that's true. So let the sun shine in. Of course, my uh, initial reaction upon seeing it at the art house, uh, the, the, my takeaway, uh, how do you take Gerard Depardieu, our Shrekiest living actor, and costume him in green? I mean... <laughs> The best thing I will ever write is, is, is that letterboxed review. <laughs> All right. That's shocking. Because, like, even in that last scene, the, like, the green of his shirt really reflects onto his face. So and on. it's, like, really apparent. You're telling me that you've been holding your breath waiting for Gerard de Perdue for this whole film. He shows up, and the first thought to cross your mind is is shrek that's that's what pops yeah. into your brain yeah uh-huh. our entire generation has been spoiled we all need reparations from katzenberg <laughs> spoiled by the excellent cinema of shrek yeah yes. <laughs> shrek the musical one of the best Wait, uh, works of art of the 21st century the, the shrek films that went to con have you talked about uh, no we have plans to do so yeah. in the oh, please boy. invite anna and i back because oh, we're boy. experts <laughs> Shrek 2, I, I maintain that Shrek 2 should have won the Paul. <laughs> what won that year? Fahrenheit 9 Hold on. No, no, no. Can you can you speak, Colin? Can you repeat that louder? What you said? Listen, if we're talking Letterboxd reviews. The Shrek 2 score is incredible, and Shrek 2 should have won the Palm. Yeah. Instead of Fahrenheit We 9. need a hero. Tarantino messed up. Uh, uh, Jesse, do the plugs. We Great. can't stop talking about Shrek. Yeah. You can follow... <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter at Can I Kick It or on Letterbox at 
uh, C-I-K-I pod. You can follow me on either of those platforms at J.P. Glick Weber. Uh, and today, uh, for my plug, it's, I've got to just plug uh, Fish because it's a big day. Going back on tour. Uh, end cool. of July. It's going to be great. Uh, go listen to... Uh, Listen to their last set of shows they did in Mexico in February, right before the pandemic. That's a fun one to get. Set of shows. Not even a show. Yeah, yeah. Not even one of their nine-hour shows. (laughs) Uh, Andy. Hi, uh, I'm Andy. You can follow me online at AndyTGerm on uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, etc. Most of the normal social media apps. Uh, uh, If you like what we're doing and want to support the show... You can donate to our coffee. That's ko-fi.com slash canai, C-A-N-N-E-S-I. Always appreciate any uh, cash anyone wants to send our way. Uh, I will plug, I have been watching a TV show on the Peacock streaming service. Uh, finally, it's worth it to have that streaming service to watch Girls 5 Eva, the new uh, sitcom that uh, I am absolutely in love with and is uh, well worth your time. Uh, that's all I got. Um, Cullen. Yeah, quietly on everything, C-L-A-T-C-H-L-E-Y. And speaking of plugging TV shows, I've just started watching The O.C. and I'm having a ball. Uh, Emilio. Uh, you can find me at I'm Laugh Alone on Twitter, I Laugh Alone on Letterboxd. Uh, for this week, I'm gonna plug nothing, because before the podcast, Cullen complained that we were stealing his bits, which include <laughs> plugging. So I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> Our theme song is by Trio Related. You can find them at soundcloud.com slash Trio Related or search Trio Related on Spotify. That is all. Alright. And with that, I will go ahead and release our audience. Bye-bye. Bye. At last My love has come along